And But we do this every Sunday. If you don't have your Bible, it's okay. You can just say it. If you have it, you can lift up your Bible. We say, say, this is my Bible. I believe. It is God Almighty in written form. And today, it will enter my heart, my mind, my emotions, my body, conforming me to the image of Jesus, to the glory of the Father. Whew, amen. You guys sound good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We've been sharing for weeks on the glory of God, and we'll continue to do so. In one way, everything you do is in the context of the glory of God. And the glory of God is really the essence of that which God consists of. It's his virtue, his life, amen, his goodness, his name. Moses said, show me your glory. God said, I will proclaim my name, amen. The name of Jesus, every name uh, intrinsic to the Old Testament and new is, is in him. You always say about the God who has a passion to move for you. Yahweh Shema, the God who has a passion to bring forth his presence like he did today. Uh, Yahweh Rohi, the Lord your shepherd. We could go on and on. Uh, Savior, Lord, healer, baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Amen. So I want to encourage you. Uh, if you didn't uh, listen to the message last Sunday, I really want to encourage you. You just go to Facebook, YouTube. You know, type of Nava Christian Center because it's very vision oriented, and I, I share off of that a little bit today. But we, we're sharing on just a vision for 2022, and um, it's just very strong. So I want to encourage you to, to listen to it. Amen. Uh, just a couple of things. As we were in worship, God spoke some things, and then I'll share what uh, the message that we're going to enter into. A couple of things. With God, all things are possible. You know, the, the, the neatest thing about God is he's for everybody. Amen? I was thinking, you know, most of my spiritual mentors, those I'm close with, you know, they were, I don't think any one of them were most likely to succeed in their class. And it's okay if you were. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is God can take anyone from anywhere at any time, I don't care your color, I don't care your nationality, I don't care your educational background, I don't care your family history, God can take you, and if you give yourself to God, God will give himself to you, and you can become great in the kingdom of God. And that's the truth. Amen? That is the truth. I'm thinking, David Hogan, we might be going down there, March, right, maybe, uh, to Texas, but we'll see. But, uh, you know, a guy, former Hell's Angel, God, a mess, and raised hundreds of people from the dead. I mean, I think a million people saved. Good friend. You know, and a number of people like that, Sam Childers, Sam, you know, I, n- numerous people like that. So I, I want to encourage you. I, I really do. It's not about you. It's about you it's, and me. It's about God in us. Amen? So I, I think that's for someone. Just be encouraged by that. Don't let anybody ever put you down and make you feel that you're not as good as them. For real. Don't ever do that. Because, of, and if you let that happen, you're putting God down. Amen? Glory to Jesus. I, I tell you, I'm a God, I tell you, you take anyone, anywhere, 
And if they give themselves to the word and to the presence of God, they will enter in to becoming amazing in the kingdom of God. Woo! Glory to God. We're going to share a little bit about the ark as we have time, the ark of the covenant. But again, the ark, it was overlaid with gold, but the ark was made of a can wood. A can wood was the worst thing to build anything from. It was bent. It was knotted. It took the craftsman months to get that straightened out. And that's a tap of who we were without Jesus. Amen? But God takes our nuts out. He takes glory to God, the bentness out. And he fills us with gold with himself. Amen? Whew. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. All that's for free. Amen? All right. Glory to God. All right. A verse came to me when we were worshiping. And I love to be in worship. Ah, God speaks when you're in worship in such a strong way. And there's a scripture in uh, Judges 6 that says that Gideon was uh, going to fight a battle. And he knew in his own strength, I mean, there was no chance. And the Bible says that God clothed Gideon with himself. Whew. Glory to God. He blew a trumpet out of that anointing and people heard him from hundreds of miles away and came to him to fight with him. God clothed Gideon with himself. And I tell you, that's the Old Testament. Under the New Testament, it's stronger because God clothed him from the outside in but God clothes us from the inside out. Puts the very essence of himself in us. And we've shared this a lot, but I don't get tired of sharing it because it's not taught much like it should, be honest with you. But when you're born again, glory to God. I mean, God, through the breath of God, we talked about last Sunday, the rock of God, Man, in, in, in Genesis 2-7, God breathed into Adam. And the very life of God, the essence of God, the Bible says in 1 John 3-9, I, I mean, the DNA of God went into him to a definite degree. The rock of God. And then the New Testament word for breath, pneuma. Amen, N-E-U-M-A. Man, the breath of God overshadowed us, breathed into us and, and our born-again spirit. Whoo, man, it, it, it's amazing. You know, you hear God because you have the ears of your spirit. It's like you have physical ears. Man, your physical body is simply a tap of the real you on the inside. Physical ears, amen, you can hear in the natural. With the ears of your spirit, you can hear the voice of God. Amen? Isn't that amazing? Woo, glory. See, there's so many people trying to hear the voice of God. It's like, uh -uh, I'm going to hear, I'm going to hear, I'm going to hear. And it's like, I'm going to try to get God to cause me to hear. God's given you ears to hear. We just got to listen. But we have to believe that we have ears to hear. 
Woo, glory. You didn't get ears to hear because of how good you were. You got ears to hear because of the grace of God. Amen? Because of the blood of Jesus. Glory. Man. Hallelujah. The mind, the, the mind of our spirit. That's, how, that's where you believe God. Just like you have a natural mind, you believe one plus one is two. Amen? But you have a mind of your spirit, glory to Jesus, that enables you to believe the word of God. And see, this natural body is to be a vehicle of your spirit. The mind of your spirit believes the word of God. The mind of your spirit believes that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. The mind of your spirit believes you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And then that's translated as natural mind. Amen? But even sometimes when it's not translated fully, we just believe God with our heart and it still works. Amen? Man, God will work, faith will work in your spirit even when there's doubt in your mind. But God will destroy that in your mind as well. Amen? See, it's so exciting. The eyes of your spirit. Man, you sense God. You see God. You, man, and this, you see the spirit realm. Man, we had a CD series we just duplicated. Seeing into the spirit. Woo! Glory to God. And I'm going to share something today that, honestly, if you don't understand, I'll be like, man, this is out there. But you know what? You got this... You have to say the unsaid to see the unseen. I, as never before in my life, God helped me and to see some things are going to happen and I'm real excited about it. And it's going to happen through you. It's going to happen. To, oh man, God's up to something. Amen? Amen. And so share about, just like you have the ears, God, to hear. You have the, the mind of your spirit, you have faith, the eyes of your spirit, you see that. We're going to share on having the voice, speaking with the voice of God. Now, there's a balance with it, amen? I mean, just like you're not, you, you have the DNA of God, but you're not omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, amen? You're not some little God. At the same time, man, God wants to bring us to a place. See, everybody talks about speaking to the mountain. But we want to get to the root of why when you speak, the mountain moves. And this is strong. This is going to be a strong message, okay? Glory to God. So it's meat, amen? But I tell you, anybody can enter into it because of the grace of God. Amen. Well, I'm excited. Ecclesiastes 8.4 says, there is power in the voice of a king. Ecclesiastes 8.4. The Bible says in Revelations 1, 6, you are a king and a priest unto God. Someone says, man, I'm a nobody. Well, you were a nobody, but God takes nobodies and makes you somebody. Amen? I'm not talking about you and your own strength or me. But that's what the Bible says. Revelations 1, 6. Wow. Romans 5. 14 says, you will rule in this life as kings in this life. Having dominion over the devil. Having dominion over the soul. Having dominion over the flesh. Amen? Woo! Can I get an amen from somebody? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. All right? So I'll be honest with you. In 1 Corinthians 2, I, somebody asked me, what's your main ministry? I said, well, it's fivefold ministry in different areas. But I said, the main vision of my heart that grace God's given me is to show us who we are, to show the body of Christ who we are, and then to enter in 
to all we have because of who we are. Amen? Someone had a vision years ago. They, they went to heaven. They were so happy. But then they, they saw a room filled with all these unbelievably wrapped presents. I mean, unbelievable. And they, they said, God, and actually they went to heaven and then came back. And they said, God, what are these presents? And God, God with tears in his eyes said, these are all the presents I've given my church that have never been opened. And there's been so much more unopened than opened. I don't know about you. I want to open up the presence of God. Amen. Amen? So I can give him glory. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. So we're going to see why you can speak with the voice of God. All right. The vo- when I say speaking with the voice of God, it means through the anointing of God. Okay. See, it's not just, you need to say the right thing. Amen. And, and you need to speak the word. You need to speak the name of Jesus. So you have to speak the right thing, but you have to speak it in the right way. Amen? And I've, been, I've had experiences like that, but God's been dealing with me. He said, Michael, you've had experiences with, but it has to be more 24-7. I said, okay. And he said, but helping me, so I want to encourage you in this. I'll never forget, I had uh, Kathy and I years ago, we helped a girl. Uh, she had been gang, ra- gang raped several times. It was horrendous. And uh, she came to a Bible study we had when we were in campus ministry. We were talking about the heart of God, Abba Father. And she rededicated her life to, life to Jesus. But she had been on heroin. And because, man, when she's trying to get answers, and her church told her, well, God did this to make you more empathetic or whatever. I, said, I told her, I straight up, I said, man, if I believed that, I think I'd be on heroin too, man. But she got delivered, set free, you know, because of confidentiality. I can't say too much, but she just done really great. Awesome family, awesome being used to God. But I'll never forget, uh, one of the perpetrators that harmed her was in prison. Not for that, but for something else. And anyway, she got word that he was getting out. And he actually somehow contacted her through somebody else. And, And she called up. And she was in a frenzy. I can understand. And man, the spirit of God rose up within me just like he does to each of us. Amen. And I said, I said, I, said I demand an audience with the demon that is working in this man trying to bring harm to her again. And as God's my witness, I sense the spirit of demon. And I, I tell you, I don't know if I've ever, well, maybe I have a few times, but I spoke to this demonic spirit and I said, you will never, ever touch this girl through this guy or anyone else in Jesus' name. And I said, I break the strategy of hell and I lose heaven. Yes. Okay? Yes. As God's my witness, I couldn't have been more than, I, I can't, Kathy always tells you, make sure you get the facts right. And she's right. I don't know if it was three or four hours or maybe six hours later, I got a call from uh, one of this girl's relatives and said, you know what? Just, I just heard that this guy, I mean, it was right after I prayed pretty much. He got in a fight with a prison guard. Now, you just think about it. You're going to get out in a few days. Got in a fight with a prison guard. Hurt the guy a fair amount. But he, he said he'll be, he'll be in there for years now. Well, when this girl found out, she said, you know what? I can have peace 
at least until he's out. I said, no, you'll have peace the rest of your life. Amen. But I shared that because we need to speak. We need to speak. Amen. We're going to get into this. Men, you need to speak for your wives. You need to speak for your family. Glory to God. You're listening to me. Wives, if, if you don't have a husband saved, I tell you, you believe that, I tell you what, God's going to speak in his place until that person gets saved. Amen. We got to speak. And there's many times, man, I haven't spoken like I should have. And God's been dealing with me and said, I want you to know what happens in the spirit realm. All right. So here's when you speak out of the word of God inside your born again spirit, when you're filled with the word of God, you will speak with the voice of God. I'm going to say that again. I know it's simple. But when you speak out of your spirit, through a spirit filled with the word of God, you will speak with the voice of God. Mm, amen. Ah, hallelujah, Jesus. And the presence of God is involved too. You know what I'm saying? But see, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, the voice, the, well, let's look at Psalm 29 first. I get so excited about this, I can hardly contain myself. Seriously. And that's a good thing. Amen. amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can't be excited about what you're speaking. Might be good not to speak. Amen. Psalm 29. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty. He calls us mighty, not worms. Amen. This idea you're just a worm. You're just a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. You were saved by grace. Now you're the righteousness of God in Christ. All right. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. How do you do that? Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon and the natural virtually unbreakable. I mean, you could saw it and saw it and saw it and it won't break. And there's situation in all of our lives that seem impossible. But I'll tell you what, the voice of God can break the cedars of Lebanon. I don't care what it is. Four stage cancer, familiar sin, God can break it. Glory to God. There's so much here. Glory to God. Verse 9 says, The voice of the Lord makes the hinds to calve, discover and to discover the forest. In his temple does everyone speak of his glory. Woo! The Lord sitteth upon the flood, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. All right. Now, we read this and it's amazing. You know, God spoke the worlds into existence. And then you go to 1 Peter 4.11. And God says, if a man or woman speak, let them speak as though God was speaking through them. Let them speak as if the oracles of God. That's the word of God. Let him speak as if God was speaking through him. Wow. Man. Mm. All right. Now, here's, here's, here's how it is. The word of God, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, is God-breathed. Amen? This word is God-breathed. He breathed this word. Man. And, and, and 
it's exciting because when it goes into your spirit that is God breathed, just like me, when the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary, Jesus was in her womb, huh? Obviously, Jesus always was. And, but now he was in heaven, and now he's in her womb on the earth. When you were born again, the Bible says in John 3, 6, 7, 8, it was like a wind, the breath of God, said the pneuma of God, the breath of God. Man, through the Spirit of God, amazing. Man, your evil nature was destroyed and it was replaced by a heart of flesh, the DNA of God. Amazing, amazing. The most, the most amazing miracle would ever take place. So you've got the word, God-breathed word of God into your God-breathed spirit, okay? All right. Now, let's go, go to Hebrews 4.12. We've, we've read this verse a lot, but I want to see it, and you to see it. God wants us to see it in a certain context. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Mm, Jesus, hallelujah. All right, this is where it gets exciting. The word of God is alive. Powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and tents of his heart. The word of God is alive. You can't separate the word of God from Jesus. Man, if Jesus would come right now and appear to us after we all got off of our knees and repented, whatever is going on, right? He'd probably speak to us with the same thing that the word says anyways. The word of God is Jesus. This word is alive. Woo! I'm going to say it one more time. This word is alive. It is as anointed, listen to me, as Jesus was anointed when he walked the earth. Oh, now, Pastor, you're going way too far. Never heard that. You're out of the box. I, I do get this quite a bit. You're out of your mind. No, I'm just out of your mind. Amen? Glory to God if you're not believing. For real. This word is as anointed as Jesus was when he walked the earth because it is Jesus. Man, if you were alive when Jesus... 2,000 years ago, and he laid his hands on you? Man. And you had the woman with the issue of blood? You know, whoever. Man. The anointing within him went into you when he laid his hands on you. Right? Amen? Especially when you're in agreement with him as the Messiah. Being the Messiah. This is for real. The anointing on this word, when it gets in your spirit, it produces. I, I mean, the life of Jesus starts to come alive in you. Now, you have the measure of faith in your born-again spirit, right? So you already have faith. You have the love of God in your spirit, Romans 5, 5, been shed abroad by the Holy Ghost. But here's the deal. You can have the measure of faith in you and never cultivate it and walk in unbelief your whole life. When you get in this word, faith comes by hearing and hearing how? 
by the word of God. That measure of faith. Man, there was a, a lady we knew uh, when we lived in, in Clearfield. Her name was Maureen, and she had uh, a son, David. And I never forget, because I was in the school system, I knew the school colleges that tested him. And he was tested, I can't remember, like in fifth grade or something, sixth grade. And he came out with a super IQ, like 160. You know, 90 to 110 is normal. 160. And he said, you know, this boy can do anything he wants to do. In the natural, we're talking. And he's a robotic engineer today. And then forget her and her husband. Her husband wasn't safe at the time. But they were just like, wow. But they, he still had to cultivate that. You see what I'm saying? The word of God will cause your faith to grow, to come alive. So you can believe like Jesus believed. Because you have his faith manifesting in you. Someone says, I can't believe that. Well, <laughs> it's because you're on unbelief. You know what I'm saying? Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I who live. Isn't that good news for everybody? Amen? But it's Christ who lives in me. Not an angel. Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Shh, man. Glory to God. Man, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. It's amazing. Faith of God. You walk with the faith of God. Man, that's why you can believe. Amen? The love of God is a fruit of your spirit. It is in you from the new birth. It's brought forth by the spirit of God, again, through the word of God. You know, you're in a place where someone's hurt you. You can't forgive them. And God says, wait a second. My forgiveness is in you because my love's in you. So what do you do? Man, you You speak. You say, you know what? I'm not going to listen to my soul. I'm not going to listen to my devil. I'm not going to listen to the devil, to my emotions, anything. And you start to speak. You start to speak. You know what, Lord, we just give you I just give you praise that your forgiveness is in me. It's greater than my bitterness. It's greater than the hurt. It's greater. And you keep confessing the word of God. Forgiveness is in me because forgiveness has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. And the more you enter into the word and see, here's what's so exciting. You see the way Jesus forgave. Forgive them for they not know what they do. What happens is now you're able to forgive. That's for real. It is for real. All right. So now we're in a place, the word of God's alive. It is alive. So now the word gets in you in a way that what you see in the word becomes so alive in you 
What you see, 2 Kings 2, right? What you see, you'll, you'll be. The Word has become so alive that what you see in the Word now is what you see Jesus doing now. Same today as he was then. Amen. And then you see him doing it as you're in humility in love and faith. Him doing it through you. Glory to God. Wow. So now, man, you, 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 this is how it works. It's become so real to you. It becomes so real to you. John G. Lake, when he was ministering, a lot of you heard this story. I mean, great man of God. And he was ministering, and there's a God there with no legs. And he just laying hands on people. And two legs appeared. Very glorious, all documented. How come when the devil does something, you don't ask if it's documented? <laughs> Amen. But anything God does, was it documented? Yeah, it was documented. And they asked him, how did that happen? Here's what he said. The word which is spirit came into my spirit and I was so in the spirit through the Holy Ghost that the spirit of God just took me over. And it was him living through me. And that's just what he does. Woo, glory! You see, here's the key. This is about you. Not just a pastor, apostle, prophet, a basis, a pastor, you. Wow. Wow. You see why the devil tries to keep us away from the word so much. Amen? Tries to say it's not for you or it's not going to work. Numbers 23, 20 says, men, as long as there's a shout of a king in the camp, you cannot be cursed. Mm. You will bring great blessing. Amen. All right. So th this is so real, okay? So we enter into a place, and let, let's look at, get some word, more word on this, okay? Acts chapter 9. This really gets me excited, man. This gets me pumped up, okay? Oh, man. It says in Acts 9, this is talking about Peter. It says when uh, Peter, they, Found a certain, Peter found a certain man named Aeneas. This is Acts 9.33. Which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, didn't pray, he spoke. Aeneas, Jesus Christ makes thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. Where do you think he got that from? Peter had watched Jesus over and over and over and over and over and over and over again do this. Guy at the, you know, the water where, you know, they, some, the angel stirred the water, he couldn't get in. Take up thy bed and walk. Mark chapter 2, verse 9. Quadriplegic, let down through the roof. Amen. 
Take up thy bed and walk. Now here, if you get this, I'll tell you what, you'll go out of here dancing, shouting. Woo, glory. Peter not only saw it with his mind, but something was imparted to him when he saw it. And Jesus was always getting these guys involved in the miracles he did. Man, Jesus blessed the bread, right? And the loaves, the the loaves and the fish, right? And he gave it to the apostles. And these guys kept passing it out. And every time they passed the loaf out, another loaf appeared in their hands. That's why the Bible said he had to constrain the apostles because they, they wanted to make the apostles, you know, kings. And Jesus constrained them, got them in a boat, and then he sent them away. Wow. Someone says, yeah, that's wild, but that was back with Jesus. You know, one of my favorite stories, I used to carry it in my Bible. I still have numerous copies. There is a group of kids. It was a teen missions. It's a while ago. And uh, they were, I believe they were in Brazil, and very uh, poor areas. And they ministered, you know, mostly with mime, and they shared the gospel, and it was great. Uh, so I think they ministered five days in a row, and the leader said, hey, we're going to take a day off. And the kids said, no, we just want to minister another day. And so they went out and ministered, did the mime, and shared the gospel. And they had, all had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And one of the, the kids came and said to the leaders, you know what, ma'am, can we just give our peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Because these kids were, I mean, a lot of them were starving, for real. And she said, a lady was leading it, and she said, no, you can't because there'll be a stampede. There's so many kids here. And there's only so much, I think there was like 15 kids. And, and finally, they, one kid convinced her, we'll just give in a little group as much as we can, you know, a little piece. Finally, she said, all right. Man, they began to give a little quarter of a sandwich. And every time they gave out, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich appeared in their hand. And these 15 kids, they fed hundreds and hundreds of these kids. Wow. Mmm, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. See, it's not about us, it's about him. Man, that's one of the through the counseling center and anything we do, any type of ministry, I say, God, I'm just presenting five loaves and two fish. Sometimes I present three loaves and one fish, and I just receive you to multiply. I'm the presenter. You're the multiplier. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So here's, but see, something went into Peter. And when he got born again, John 20, 22, and then got filled with the Spirit, Acts 2, Something started to happen to Peter. That which he saw, the Jesus he saw, the Jesus he knew, he had no doubt that Jesus was a healer. Someone says, well, man, if I was with Jesus for three and a half years, I wouldn't doubt either. But here's where I'm going to get you. I'm going to challenge you.
by the Holy Ghost. When you read this word, you see Jesus as much as Peter did when he walked with him. And if you don't see it that way, it's not going to work like it should. I want to say that one more time. When you read the word, even Acts 9, you see Jesus just as much as Peter did. In fact, even better. Because Jesus said, more blessed are you that hasn't seen in the natural, the seen without seeing in the natural. So what he saw, he had faith for. What he saw, he became. Here's what I want you to see. He was a man of the word, Peter. It's like Joshua, word in the presence. I want you to see, no, let's just read it again. When he spoke to Aeneas, just like Jesus did, the body of Aeneas responded to the voice of Peter just like it responded to the voice of Jesus. Now, Jesus had faith in himself. Amen? Peter didn't have faith in himself. And you and I should never have faith in ourselves. We have faith in the name of Jesus. Amen? We have faith in the Spirit of God. We have faith because we are the perfection, the righteousness of Jesus has been given to us. He spoke just like Jesus. Someone said, I can't believe that. Can you believe that you can love like Jesus? Most Christians believe that because we've been taught that. But most Christians have never been taught that they can believe like Jesus, have the faith of Jesus. I'm going to go beyond. You can not only love like Jesus, you can not only believe like Jesus, you can speak like Jesus. See, it's the anointing in the word that gets in your spirit and you speak out of the anointing. You speak out of the anointing. I, can t- I, can, I don't know everything, but I can tell when somebody's words are anointed and when they're not. Whether it's a religious deal, whether they're just copying somebody. When the word is in you, it produces the anointing that was in Jesus. Love, faith, voice. Okay? But again, it's what you speak. It's always the name of Jesus, right? It's always through the Spirit of God. Okay? Now let's keep reading. It gets better. Okay? In Acts chapter 9, glory to God. Okay? So, in verse 36, there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. Came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, who when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Lydia was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. They didn't tell him why. I tell you what, the devil's not as smart as he thinks he is. 
Why would you, why would you bring premature death when you knew that Peter was going to be in the area? A man whose shadow healed the sick. Mmm. If he had any self-control, it would come after. Amen. Are you with me today? I'm not here to play church. I'm here so we can enter in to real Christianity. You know why most people aren't excited about Jesus like they should be? Because he's not as real to them that he's supposed to be. I mean, you won't get real? Why do more Christians lead more people to Jesus in the first year that they're saved than in the next 20 years? That's a stat that's real. Because when you're first saved, it's real, man. Man, I'll be honest with you. I was so messed up before I was saved. I almost, I don't want to get into all this stuff. I almost got killed so many times. and Nuts. Every other word out of my mouth was that. That's just how I talked. I got saved. It's, I, didn't, I was a Catholic kid that just saw Jesus. I said, come into my life. And everything changed. I seriously, I, I scared me. I noticed I wasn't cussing like I used to. Every other word out of my mouth was bad. That scared me. I tried to cuss and couldn't. I was changed for real. But you see, the cares of the world, things will come in. I mean, I told everybody about Jesus for real. God wants it to be more real day after day, year after year than when you were first saved. Amen. Whew. Glory to Jesus. All right. So Peter rose, went with them. When he came, they brought him into the upper chamber and all the widows stood by him weeping, sharing the coats and garments which Dorcas made them while she was with them. Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed. Again, Sometimes people want to go to be with Jesus. That's between them and God. But premature death is a curse. It's not a blessing. Someone says, I I, I thought we were to, in everything, for everything, give thanks and praise. No, it says, in everything, you give him praise. You don't give him thanks for everything that's happened for you when the devil's trying to knock your head off. You give God praise that you're going to rise up and decapitate him. That's what you give them praise for. You give praise in everything, not for everything. Amen. I tell you, I went through this, man. My mom died prematurely. The only solace I had was I thought, I said it was God's will. And man, when somebody, seriously, I was working on my master's degree at Indiana University of PA. I'd stay over. It was a snowy night, same with some Christian guys. And they, they began to tell me, man, it wasn't the will of God. You won that war, but you lost the battle. Man, I was so angry. I, as God is my witness, man, I, I don't even tell you how angry I was, but I had to come to grips with reality. All right. If you don't, you won't be able to do what he did. See, you want to put yourself in the place of Peter. What would you do? What would you do? Well, Peter was an apostle. Peter was first a servant, Okay. Peter put them all up, prayed, and guess what he does? He turns to the body and says, Tabitha, arise. 
And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up, just like Jesus did. When he said, Talitha Kumai, to the little girl, took her by the hand, lifted her up, presented her to the mother. I'm saying this to say this, guys. The gospel is far greater than most of us have entered into, including myself. And God, in these last days, I believe he's bringing forth what it really is. And if we're in humility, faith, love, I can't. You will do the works that Jesus did. But the biggest thing is, you won't get off on the works. You don't just be to minister to him and to those you love to lift them up. Amen? All right, there's so much here. Go with me to Jeremiah 23, 29. Again, I really want to give a lot of scriptures on this. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost! Glory to God. See, this is how we enter into the gifts of the Spirit. Words of knowledge. You know, last night, God gave me one, two, three, four words of knowledge. Just like Jesus got a word of knowledge, the woman at the well. Well, if he's in you, who get? He's still giving words of knowledge. You know why? Because he's alive. If he gave that woman a word of knowledge, he'll give Somebody else a word of knowledge through you. See, we get caught up in the through you because we emphasize the you rather than emphasizing him in us. His word in us. Amen? Jeremiah 23 is not my word. Like fire. Book of Hebrews says God is a consuming fire. You can't separate fire of the essence of God and the fire intrinsic to the word of God. Mm. Is it not like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? But how's it manifest? Through you speaking. Mm. Jesus. Go, go with me to Isaiah eleven four. I know there's a lot here, but you can get the CD. Watch it on YouTube. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11, Isaiah 42, Isaiah 61 share so much about the ministry of Jesus, right? Prophetically. But with righteousness, Jesus, he will judge the poor, prove with equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the, listen to this, he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips, that's the rock of God. Through the spirit of God, he shall slay the wicked. Wow. Mm, Jesus. He will speak it. Amen. Isaiah 49.2. I got to go quick. There's so much God wants to speak. Okay. I got to go real quick. Isaiah 49.2. And he hath made my mouth. Put your name in here. Woo, glory. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. Woo. In the shadow of his hand have he hid me and made me a polished shaft. 
This quitter here hiding me. He's made you like a sharp sword. Who's that about? Big name preacher? No, it's about you. If there's a sharp sword in your mouth, what are you going to do? Use it. Jeremiah 48 says God hates two things. Deceitfulness and those who do not use their sword. Wow. Wow. Amen. Real quick, the ark of God, right? Three things in it. Holy Spirit dwelt over it. This is what the Holy Ghost confirms today. The Ten Commandments, which represent you being the righteousness of God in Christ. All right? The golden jar of manna, which represents your ability to eat of Jesus. John 6, 57. Even as I eat of the Father and live by him, so he that eats of me will live like I live. Wow. What a verse. Live like I live. Wow. How do you eat of him? His word, his presence. Amen. His voice. Glory to God. And then the third thing was Aaron's rod that budded. The rod. It just talks about Isaiah 11. The rod. It represents the rod in your mouth. The rod that brings forth fruit. Amen? All right. Now we're going to enter into this more next Sunday, but I'll tell you what. Mm, Jesus, you got to see. You're just not natural. You got to see. This is why all the battle takes place. To get you not to read so you don't speak. Amen? Dwayne and I were just talking. Man, good friend. You know what I'm saying? And Man, glory to God. Your heart was at 20%. Now it's tripled that and it's going up. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory. Jesus. Man. Hallelujah. Mm. Who do you speak to? You speak to God first. Say, Father, I believe that I'm loved like you love Jesus. You speak to Jesus. Lord, I believe, John 15, 9, that you love me as much as you love the Father. You speak to the Holy Ghost and say, I worship you for being one spirit with me. And I believe, Father, that your name of Rapha has healed me. I believe, Lord Jesus, you bore the strife to heal me. I believe, Lord Holy Ghost, you're the spirit of life. You speak to God. Amen. You speak to the devil. You don't debate the devil. You speak right, to him. Right. You say, you cannot come here. You cannot do this. You will not do this. You will leave. You will leave now. When I was a younger Christian, man, and I, I got a lot stronger now, but I was at a basketball game. Uh, my one daughter, Debbie, she's playing a basketball game. I think it was in Greenville. And man, a girl on her team, she has a horrendous seizure. It's the second quarter. And just, man, she's in front of everybody. She's laying on the floor. I, I, I knew her mom just a little bit. I just, I didn't think much. Sometimes it's good when you don't think much, right? I just ran down from the stands, grabbed her on the floor. And the athletic director came down and he said, are you an EMT? 
I said, I thought to myself, yeah, my, I forget what I was thinking. You know, emergency, you know, Holy Ghost, tech, emergency miraculous technician. Amen. For real. Man, I took her by the hand and I said, in Jesus' name, life come into her. As God is my witness, she played the third quarter. That's not about me. It's about Jesus. Amen. Speak to the devil. Speak to demons. Speak to the names of the devil. Depression, oppression, cancer. Come on. Amen. Accidents. Speak. Speak to the mountain. Amen. Don't put a hot water bottle on one end of it and then you know an ice pack on the other. Speak to it. Amen. Speak. Holy Ghost. Why? He's t- listen to me. I love that, man, I love that song, that first song. Listen to me. He's too good not to speak of. He's too good not to speak of. When you're speaking to the devil, you're speaking about the truth of the gospel. You speak, here's the big one, you speak to your own soul. Well, I feel unjustly treated. I feel, man, this should have happened and it didn't happen. I, I feel this, I feel that. You know what I have to do? I have to tell my soul. God's given me a spirit that believes. I don't feel like it. I don't sense God even. It doesn't seem like this is working, but I believe that it is. Well, in the midst of a migraine, you speak that you're healed. We have a teaching about Keith Moore. I, I like him so much. And uh, has some really good church in Branson, Missouri, and one in Florida. He, he had this young Christian. Guy was smoking like a, you know, like a chimney. And he said, every time you go to light up a cigarette, just say, I hate these cigarettes and I've been delivered from them. And the guy says, what do I do when I'm smoking and got the cigarette in my mouth? He said, you just thank God that you hate cigarettes and you're delivered. He said, well, I was smoking? He said, yeah. Because I said, as God, in about three weeks, right, this guy's completely delivered. He said, I got delivered smoking a cigarette, believing I was delivered from smoking. That's not positive thinking, that's reality. The Holy Ghost in him made him free. And as he spoke it, the freedom came. It didn't matter he was smoking. That's why I don't care if you have bad eyes. I don't got to heal you with your glasses on and off. I don't care about that. Speak. Amen? Come on. You speak the vision that God's given to you. Man, it might be physical healing. It might be helping the homeless. No matter what it is. Then you speak to the north, the south, the east, and the west. You, you lose people to come forth. Amen? In Jesus' name. To the glory of God. And so much more. All right. As we close today, I just want to, guys, I know this is strong, but this is the order of God. Jesus. So much more amazing than any of us are. His word is exceedingly and above what you could ever have thought to have written. 
And he's given you a spirit. When the word gets into your spirit, by the spirit of God, you can't give yourself faith by the spirit of God. Wow. It's like nitroglycerin. Nitro and glycerin apart doesn't work. You put them together, you're going to have an explosion. You put the word in your spirit and then speak it. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. Glory to God. Stand with me if you would. If you're listening to my voice now, and I just sense, man, there's different people listening, and you're saying, man, you don't know my situation. I, I don't, I'm not that strong. I'm not this. I'm not that. Either am I, and neither is anybody else. But as we enter into this, you will become what God says you are. Some of you said, it hasn't worked for me, this Christianity. And God's saying, it will always work when we put two and two together. And if you're in frustration, disillusionment, right now, just say, Jesus, I give you myself fully. If you're unsaved, I give you my mess so you can change me so I can be a message. And if you're a believer, just say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for blaming you. Cause me to see. Cause me to know I receive the spirit of victory. If you said any of those two prayers, there's a number on your screen, just call it. Last night, God gave me a few words of knowledge. I had the name Lyle. I had the name El. I had the name Aliyah. And uh, I named Matson. That means something to someone. You can receive that, okay? If you need prayer after we're done, amen. Jesus is worthy, amen. Can you confess this with me? Can you say, Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the word. Thank you for cosmic.